reading tonight out of the book of Genesis, chapter number 5, verse number 18. Not only uh, Sister Nancy, but remember uh, Sister Megan, she's not here uh, tonight. Brother David says she's had another flare-up with her kidneys, so uh, let's just ask God. I know she's battled that on and off for quite a while. Let's ask God to, to heal her of it completely. Amen. He would uh, destroy that yoke of infirmity that so often tries to attack her that she would be healed of it completely. Genesis chapter number 5, and we're going to read verses 18 through 24. I know uh, Sister Charity's uh, father-in-law uh, has been in the hospital, so we're praying for him, that God will touch him. Of course, I often pray for uh, uh, Frank and Nana's dad for their salvation. Pray that God would save them. And got word that Charity might be in the hospital too. I don't know. I'm not real sure what's happening. I don't have a whole lot of time to inquire, but I did go by the hospital before uh, church, and they said they didn't have it. So uh, I don't know. As soon as I find out more, I'll let you know, but be in prayer for Charity as well that the Lord would undertake on her behalf. Genesis chapter 5. Verse number 18, And Jared lived 160 and two years. He begat Enoch. And Jared lived after he begat Enoch 800 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Jared were 960 and two years, and he died. And Enoch lived 60 and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. And Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. I want to preach to you on this subject tonight, on the subject of walking with God. Walking with God. Enoch walked with God. Amen. Father, we thank you for the word of God tonight. And God, we do humbly pray and ask and trust that you'll help us, anointing us to preach what you've given us for the service tonight. God, you know every need is represented in this house. Some that have sent in requests, oh God, that maybe I don't want to go into detail to mention all the detail of what the need is, but God, you're a God who's mindful of our needs tonight. You're a God who's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or even think. I pray that by the word of God, Lord, you said in Psalms, Chapter 107, you sent your word and healed them. I pray tonight that by the word of God, you would loose. By the word of God, you would liberate and make whole. By the word of God, you would save and heal and deliver and set free and baptize in the Holy Ghost. And meet us in this altar tonight. God, don't let us leave like we came. I praise uh, you for what you're about to do, for what you're about to speak and say unto us. I trust, oh God, that you're going to help us. We ask your blessing in Jesus' mighty name. If you love the Lord, would you say amen? Amen. Always good to have Sister Yvonne in service with us. She's a down visiting mom for her birthday. And I want to say happy birthday to Sister Pat. She had a birthday this week. So uh, we wish her happy birthday. We know this about Enoch, that he walked with God. What a phrase. You, you could say that about Adam. He walked with God in the 
cool of the day in the Garden of Eden in the beginning. And it wasn't said about too many other men throughout the Bible that they walked with God. But it was said of Enoch. What a statement that is. We know little about him other than he was a man who walked with God. And that's saying a whole lot. We know little about his preaching, though we do know a little about his preaching. We don't know what kind of house he lived in. We don't know how, what kind of car he drove. We don't know how much money he made. We don't even know what his wife's name was. All we know is that he walked with God, and that's good enough. That says a lot about an individual. He or she walked with God. You didn't know their name. You didn't know how old they were. You didn't know any of their children, their mom, their dad, their, their annual income, what kind of car they drove, or the house that they lived in. You didn't know anything about them other than, I just know that that man or that woman walked with God. That would say about all I needed to know. That would tell me so much about their life that would fill in a, enough blanks that I, would, that I would admire that man or that woman. Walking with God should and will affect how we walk in this world. If you walk with God, it will have a very dramatic impact upon how you walk in the world. In Romans 6 and 4, it says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Amen. If you walk with God, you're going to walk in the newness of life. You're going to walk like a man or a woman that's been born again. You're not going to walk contrary to the word of God. You're going to walk in the newness of life like a born again man or woman should walk. The whole world's going to know there's something different about him or about her. In Romans 8 and 1, there's therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. If you walk with God, you're going to have to walk in the spirit. Amen. Amen. Right. Galatians 5 and 16, this I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Right. Then he said in verse 25, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Right. What is walking in the spirit? Well, you can know what walking in the spirit is by what it ain't. I'll tell you what walking in the spirit ain't is walking in the flesh. The only way you can get out of the flesh is to get in the spirit. Amen. And the only way to get out of the flesh and in the spirit is you're going to have to go to Calvary. You're going to have to crucify the flesh. The Bible said if we through the spirit do mortify the deeds of this body, that is to kill, put to death, crucify the deeds of this body, we will live. But if we live after the flesh, we will die. So one thing we know that is if you walk with God, you're going to put to death or mortify or crucify the flesh because your goal is to walk in the spirit. I believe that's what Jesus was talking about when he said they that 
Worship him must. Worship him in spirit and in truth. God don't care anything about people that honor him with their lips, but their hearts are far from him. He wants people to honor him with their heart or with their spirit by walking in the spirit. That's how you walk with God. You walk in the spirit. You mortify and put to death the deeds of the flesh. Amen. So we understand that if we walk with God, we're going to walk in the newness of life. We're going to walk in the spirit. And then in Romans 13 and verse 13, he said, let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying that you may walk honestly. He said in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 12, toward them that are without that you may have lack of nothing. We're going to walk honestly. If there's anything that should be said about us at all is that we are honest. You have to be honest with yourself to walk honest before God. And only you know if you're walking with God. Only you know if you're walking in the newness of life. Only you know if you're in the flesh or in the spirit. And if you are walking in the newness of life, if you're walking in the spirit, then you should have no problem walking honestly before God and before men. If people don't trust you, that says a whole lot to me. If you're not honest with your neighbor, I know you're not honest to God. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, we should walk by faith. We're walking with God. We should walk by faith. The Bible said, for we, for we walk by faith and not by sight. This is a walk of faith. There's a lot of things God is going to ask you to do. And then you're going to have to go by the book of Ephesians. Having done all to stand, you're going to have to stand, therefore. You're just going to be... You're going to have to walk by faith and stand when you don't see no way out. You're going to have to stand when you don't know why you're going through what you're going through. I'm living honest before God, and I don't know why all of this has came upon me. Now, if you live it in sin, if you're walking after the flesh, the Bible said you will, after the flesh, reap corruption. We reap what we sow. But if you're sowing under the spirit and you're fighting all hell, all hells come against you, you're just going to have to stand. You're going to have to stand in faith until healing comes because you know God is your healer. You're going to stand in faith until deliverance comes because you know our God is a way maker. You're going to have to stand in faith until his provision comes because you know he's Jehovah Jireh. You're going to have to stand in faith until victory, until the power, until the anointing, until revival comes because you know he is going to send such deliverance and such victory and revival. I didn't believe that. I quit preaching. Amen. Then he tells us in Ephesians 5 and 2, walk in love as Christ also hath loved us. And hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God 
for a sweet-smelling savior. Walk in love. If you're not walking in love, you ain't walking with God. Some people are walking in love until you don't love them. And then they ain't walking in love. You know what that know what happened? You let somebody knock you out of the saddle. What do you mean? You let somebody's actions knock you out of the saddle. You thought you were walking with God. But if you can't walk in love, you can't walk with God. Because God is love. And God loves you while you were yet a sinner. God didn't love you because you loved him. The Bible said we love him because he first loved us. And he first loved us and won us to him with his love. You ain't winning nobody with no hateful attitude. Woo! Come on and preach right here, brother. You ain't going to win nobody with a rotten, ugly spirit. You're going to have to walk in love. Y'all ain't going to help me, so I'm just going to move on. Y'all just have to underline that in your Bible and go back and say, Lord, was he talking to me? <laughs> First Timothy 4 and 12, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity. That's love, in spirit, in faith, in Purity. You're going to have to walk in purity. Yeah. Amen. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Pure means without spot, without blemish. Means holy. Something that's not mixed, something that's not marred, something that is not tainted. I want my heart to be pure before God. If there's anything in me that's not right, cleanse me, oh God. Search my heart and know me today. If I were you, I wouldn't lay my head on the pillow without having a pure heart. Because only the pure in heart are going to see God. If your heart ain't pure, you ain't ready to go. You know you're living on the brink of the rapture. If you're not walking in purity, you're in trouble. Do you know your heart could quit beating tonight? If you're not living in purity and walking in purity, you are in, in trouble. First yeah, right. John 3 and 2, Beloved, now we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, and every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. God is pure. And if I walk with God, I have to walk with him in purity of heart. If I'm not pure in heart, then I need to purify myself. Well, I want God to purify me. He will when you start purifying yourself. Amen. What does purifying myself means? If you know something's wrong, you get rid of it. You know you're doing wrong, then you stop doing wrong, and you start doing right. <laughs> that's plain, but that's right. I want us to look at, we're talking about Enoch walk with God. And certainly if you walk with God, it's going to affect and impact how you walk in the world. And Enoch walked with God. I want us to look at where Enoch was when he walked with God. We get this idea 
that Enoch lived in a perfect little bubble, that it was easy for Enoch to walk with God. Well, I'm glad you think that. He lived in the same rotten, sin-infested world that you live in, and he chose to walk with God. Genesis 4, 19, he walked with God in an age of overindulgence. You say, well, what necessarily does, does that mean? Let me flip there real quick for you. I have another place marked in the Bible. It ain't, fine. It ain't hard to find Genesis 4, 19. You just go to the front of the book. And Lamech took unto him two wives. The name of the one was Ada, and the name of the other was Zillah. Lamech was the first man, after you start with Adam and follow down, he was the first man that decided that he wanted two wives and not one. He's the first one mentioned. Telling us that in Enoch's generation, it was an age of overindulgence. I want more than what God has provided me. I want my way. I want to do what I want. I want to do what makes me feel good. I don't want one wife. I want two wives. I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> but he wanted two wives instead of one. If you find the right one, she's enough. Say amen. Praise the Lord. I didn't hear the first man say amen. I heard a few women laugh. But I, didn't, I didn't hear no men say amen to that, so... Wise, I don't know what that's telling y'all, but uh, you find the right one. That one's good enough. He walked in an age, he walked with God in an age of overindulgence, yet he put his arms around old sister Enoch and he said, Mama, let's me and you just walk with God. Hallelujah. I don't care if all these other guys are wanting two wives. Me and you are going to walk with God. We're going to train our sons and our daughters to walk with God. Do you know that Enoch is the great-grandpappy of old Noah? Do you know that the next man that was mentioned to have walked with God was Noah? It ain't no accident that Noah walked with God because his great-granddaddy taught him what walking with God was all about. Mama, me and you is going to walk with God. And we're going to teach our son to walk with God. And hopefully he'll teach his son to walk with God. And if he don't, we'll be a good grandparent and we'll show him how to walk with God. But what we ain't going to be is like all these other bozos that's living around us. Amen. Somebody was asking me the other day when I believe it was Brother Paul, he was just looking over the map and he was interested in everything that had to do with Alabama. And he said, Are you from here? And I was showing him, you know, where my dad was raised, right across the line over in Loosedale, Mississippi. And I said, I'm from Satsuma, right above Mobile. I was telling him about my heritage and trace of my grandpa's steps. I said, but one thing about that area my grandpa always told me, about the area that he grew up in, is when he married my granny, he said, Mama, we getting out of here. 
We ain't raising our kids around all this. And you'd have to ask him what all this is, but I know what all that was. Why? Because he had his mind made up. We are going to walk with God. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You're going to have to make your mind up to walk with God in an age of overindulgence. You living in an hour where men are lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Men want an overindulgence in pleasure. Whatever makes me feel good, that's been incorporated into the church. I'm going I'm to say something to you that don't sound right, but God ain't really interested in how you feel. He's interested in do you love me or don't you? And if you love him, everything else falls into place. You don't think that's what God, the way God feels? You need to read your Bible again. He said the first and the greatest commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and might. Uh, then love your neighbors yourself. Uh, he said uh, all the book is summed up uh, in those two laws. Uh, if you love God, uh, you'll love your neighbor. And if you love God and love your fellow man, life will fall in place. You'll have joy unspeakable and full of glory. All the hell can be against you and you'll still have joy. Amen. Verse number 20, he walked, in 19, he walked with God in an age of overindulgence. It was Lamech that wanted him two wives. In verse number 20, we understand that it was a moving age. Verse 20, and Ada bear Jabal, he was the father of such as dwell in tents and of such as have Cattle. They were cattle herders, cattle farmers. They lived in tents and wherever the pasture land was, when the cows needed to roam to a new pasture, they just pulled up their tent pegs and they were pilgrims or people on the move. It was a moving age. Men migrated with their cattle. People were not very rooted and grounded. They weren't much for staying put or staying in one place. Uh, not even pastors. Uh, they graze here for a little while and then they're gone. Yet Enoch uh, said, uh, uh, you know, he, he's going to walk with God. I, I don't think you can make a lasting impact uh, if you hear a little bit and, and there a little bit uh, and somewhere else a little bit. Uh, I, I think the Bible teaches for us to be rooted uh, and grounded. God gives me a, a, a vision. Hey, I ain't looking for the next parsonage. I ain't looking for a bigger payday. I'm not looking for a bigger church. I don't need my name. I don't need to be the superintendent if God's called me to be the pastor. Hello. These people in this age, they weren't much for staying where they belonged. Wherever the cattle thought was the best pasture to graze in, that's where they went. I want to tell you, some people, hey, it's some people that I pastored, I know that they can't sit under a pastor. You want to know how I know? Because they done tried every one in Baldwin County and ain't found one they can sit under yet. They ain't much for staying nowhere long. And I done got more than one call on them. What do you think about this 
young man, what do you think about this couple? And I say, well, I don't think about them too often. But what do you mean? I prayed for them. I've had the burden for them. I've counseled them. I've talked to them until I'm blue in the face. Well, they don't want nobody to pastor them. They don't want nobody to disciple them. They don't want to sit under no ministry, and they don't want to learn under nobody. So the best thing they can do is just keep on doing what they're doing. Just find you another pastor to graze in. Because this ain't the right one. Amen. They weren't much for hanging around long. And don't, and don't just look down your nose and say, that's people. I know pastors that are that way too. They can't stay in a church for very long. They're always looking for one better. They're always looking for a church where somebody will treat them better, do them better, pay them better, or offer them something better. But as for Enoch, uh, he just said, I think I'm just going to walk with God. I ain't interested in greener pastures. I, I found the one my soul's been looking for. And I'm going to keep my eyes on him. And I'm going to walk with him. Hallelujah to God. Oh, yes, sir. Verse number 21. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all such as handle the harp and the organ. It was a musical age. Y'all ain't liking this as much as I am, but I'm having fun. I'm walking with God. I'm enjoying this. It was a musical age. <laughs> he had singers, musicians in that age. Enoch did. I mean, ones like Elvis, the Beatles, Michael Jackson. They brought with them twisting, shaking, moonwalking, breakdancing, line dancing. Revealing outfits, promiscuous lifestyles, and male dominate or are are mostly dominated by profanity and homosexuality. Effeminate, y'all knew I had to go there, didn't you? Effeminate, skinny jean, sissy boys, and so on. Blacked out venues, uh, black lights, strobe lights, worldly entertainment. Uh, Yet old Enoch said, I am just going to walk with God. I ain't worried about being like Elvis. I ain't worried about dancing like Michael Jackson. I ain't interested in bringing in Nashville's uh, musicians uh, or talent uh, because they're going to bring with them everything that the world offers. Uh, Hey, it was when I was a kid, it was the coined phrase of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I want to tell you, we've grafted every bit of that right on into the church where people that lead worship, they got to look like the world, act like the world, and take on everything that the world has to offer in order to be a, a good minister of music. I know one church that a man was yeah, had left his wife and living with his girlfriend, leading the singing and the, and the worship right on because he was good at it. Uh, led the music in one of our sectional councils. I said, are you kidding me? He ain't even born again. Yeah. He can't lead me in nothing. Enoch let the, let the little worldly music leaders uh, sing their pretty songs. Uh, and he said, I am going to walk uh, with God. Hallelujah. I may not know how to sing or play 
with the talent of Hollywood or Nashville or, or, or Los Angeles or wherever, you know, the capital of uh, all of that entertainment world is supposed to be or come from. Just give me a little granny that walks with God, that lives and walks in the newness of life, that walks and lives by faith, that walks and lives in purity of heart, and let her open the red back book and sing page 57. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I'll take that. Just give me somebody that'll walk with God. Verse number 22. And Zillah, she also bore or bare Tubal Cain, and an instructor of every artificer in brass and iron. The sister of Tubal Cain was Nama. It was a manufacturing age, an artificer of everything brass and iron. They were in, into construction, in the industry, into money making. I want to tell you, you walk with God on the construction side. Oh, you don't know the, ha the, the kind of work environment I have to live in. It's just hard to live for God. It's just hard to be holy if you're a truck driver and have to hang out in them old truck stops. The way of the transgressor is hard. I want to tell you, it ain't hard to live for God. The hard way is living in sin. You'll never hear God tell any of his children, oh, it's going to be hard for you to live with any kind of victory. It's going to be hard for you to walk and live for me and to have joy and to win the battle. He never says that. He said the way of the transgressor is hard. And he told the apostle Paul when he was saw the Tarsus, it's hard for you to kick against me. It's hard for you to fight off conviction. It's hard for you to live in sin when I'm dealing with you to get saved. And it's going to be a hard life if you keep on living in rebellion like you are. That's what's hard. I have to tell you, Enoch lived in an age of building, construction, industry, and money making. And yet he walked right on the construction site, right on the job site. I don't know. He was a truck driver. You don't know either. He might have been. He might have been prophesying at the truck stop. You don't know that if he wasn't a block layer, brother David, he might have been. But you know God's got him on the job site. They ain't cussing. They ain't living in sin. They ain't chasing after the next woman. But they're walking with God. Right out there on the job side. God's got somebody that's walking with him. Verse number 23. And Lamech said unto his two, said unto his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice, you wives of Lamech, hearken unto my speech. For I have slain a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt. Not only was he the first man that wanted two wives, he was the first man to, or after the original Cain, his murder, he was the first man after Cain to kill a man. 
The next verse said, If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, then Lamech seventy sevenfold. It was an age, Enoch's age was an age of violence and murder. Every day, numerous times a day in this age, murder takes place. I don't know why anybody would want to live in Chicago. A blue, Democratic-run state that outlawed it is unlawful to have a gun. Yet everybody that don't need to have one has got one, and they kill somebody with it every day. And nothing's being done with liberal prosecutors to arrest them and put them in jail. I don't know why anybody lived there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to raise my children there. Every day, numerous times a day, murder takes place. We live in a nation that fights for the right to murder the unborn still in the womb. They stand on their heads and fight for the right to, to kill that unborn baby. And call you evil and wicked if you try to stop them from doing it. Well, go on and murder your neighbor. Go on and murder the unborn. Go on and indulge in violence and murder and wickedness. I intend to walk with God in spite of it. Amen. You ain't ever getting me to vote for anybody that stands for the murder of the unborn. Amen. I don't care if he's going to increase your social security check by 10 times what you get now. If he wants to murder the unborn, I am going to walk with God. He's walking this way, and I'm walking on with God. Yeah. You can keep your social security check. I'll walk with God. When you walk with God, you do so with omnipotence. When you walk with God, you do so with omniscience. When you walk with God, you do so with omnipresence. What does that mean? You're walking with the Almighty. When you walk with God, it means you can walk through the fiery furnace. Isaiah said, you'll walk through the fire and shall not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon, upon thee. You walk through the floods and you won't be hurt or drowned. It means that you can walk through a den of lions. It means that you're like one man, you could, be, you could walk through a pit with a lion on a snowy day and come out with a victorious testimony. Just walk with God. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what's coming against you. If you're walking with God, you're walking with the Almighty. You're walking with a God who's on your side. You're walking with a God that's never lost a battle. You're walking with a God that cannot fail. Hallelujah. 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 Walking with God will isolate us from the world. He was not. God took him. 
You know, even before the rapture, God's took us. As far as the world's concerned, I'm gone. What are you talking about? 30 years removed since I've been in the bar room. As far as the bartender's concerned, that old boy is gone. He was not. For God took him. What happened when you got born again? I know in the rapture, that word rapture, it comes from the Latin word harpezo, which means to be snatched out. It was just like uh, God snatched me out of sin. Carved me in the palm of his hand. Snatched me right out of sin. He still got me in the palm of his hand. No man can pull me out of his grip. What happened to Sullivan? Where did Sullivan go? I don't know. He's gone. I heard he's walking with God now. Snatch me off of the broad way that leads unto hell. And put me on the narrow way that leads unto life. Everybody's walking the broad way. So where's Solomon at? Y'all seen Solomon? I ain't seen Solomon in a while. Where'd he go? He gone. He's on the narrow way. They ain't coming to church. They ain't coming to revival. They ain't going to be at camp meeting, and I ain't going to be there. I told you last week, they're going to be at the Saints game on Sunday, and I'm going to be at the house of God. They worshiping their God, I'm worshiping mine. Woo! I got three come-ons in one year. Amen. I don't care. They can kneel during the Pledge of Allegiance. They can promote this, that, and the other. I'm going to walk with God. The man who walks with God has a word from God. You know, if you're walking with God and the only thing you're hearing from is God, the only thing you're talking to is God, the only thing you're talking about are the things of God, and you get around somebody else, guess what? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What you've been hearing all the time is what you're going to talk about. Hey, have you heard? No, I ain't heard. Heard what? They're going to tell you what they've been talking about. They're going to tell you what they've been hearing. They're going to tell you what they've been spending their time looking at. Hey, have you heard? No. Heard what? Jesus is coming. I just read it today. In the last days. It let me know again. Hey, Sullivan, you in the last days. If you ever preach Jesus is coming, you ought to be preaching Jesus is coming because he is. You ought to be telling people we're in the last of the last days. And if you ain't ready or prepared to meet God, you better be getting ready. I'm getting ready to leave this world. I'm getting ready for the gates of pearl. They ran 
in the Bible to tell that story. The Lord is coming. In Jude 1 and verse 14, Enoch was a man that had a word from God. Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. Soothsayers, gainsayers, people that try to win the favor of others by lying. Their mouth speaks great swelling words. It says they're complainers, murmurers, walking after their own lust. Uh, you can walk with Joe Biden if you want to. I'm going to walk with God. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who Donald Trump uh, is walking with. Uh, I'll vote for him if, uh, if they don't know him in prison before the election comes up because they short try and I'm going to vote for him, uh, but I am going to walk with God. I am going to walk with God. Two disciples walked with God from Jerusalem to Emmaus. And while they walked, he talked with them. And the Bible said their heart burned with hope, with faith, with love. They ran to tell everyone that they knew he's coming again. When I watch the news, it screams to me, Jesus is about to return. When I see the condition of the church, uh, I know that these are perilous times, uh, and I'm reminded that he's coming. Yeah. He's coming with 10,000s uh, of his saints. That tells me that 10,000s uh, and thousands of thousands, somebody is going to walk with God. Yeah. Everybody ain't going to backslide. Everybody's not going to walk in the flesh. Everybody's not going to live a lukewarm life. Somebody is going to walk with God. It might as well be me. Hallelujah to God. He walked with God till he was no more. That's just a good testimony. I said he walked with God till he was no more. He walked with God until he was not. Through death or the rapture. Yeah. One of the greatest testimonies I've got is my old grandpa laying in that bed. He died speaking with other tongues. You know what he did? He walked with God until he was gone. Hallelujah to God. I said he walked with God until he was not. I heard an old, old tape of one of our former general superintendents. Back when all you needed to be a superintendent uh, was not to be a politician but was to be a man of God. That's how far back I'm talking about. Uh, one of our old general superintendents uh, talking about his old sainted dad. He said me and my brother both of whom are preachers uh, he said when dad died he said he taught us to walk with God and live holy. He said when dad was laying in the bed a dying, he said, my brother strumming the guitar. We were singing one of the old hymn songs to him. He said, we got through verse number one. He said, Dad said, yeah, 
Amen. We got through verse number two. Got to sing in the chorus and dance again. Amen. We sang through verse number three, and when we sang through the chorus for the last time, he said, Dad, sat up in the bed, lifted his hand up and said, Yeah, amen, and laid back and died. Hallelujah. He walked with God until he was not. That's victory to me. Through death or the rapture, walk with God until we're not anymore. Before judgment came, he was caught up, translated. The church has always suffered the wrath of man, but she won't suffer the wrath of God. I'm telling you, before great tribulation, we're going to be caught up. Who's going to be caught up? Everybody who's walking with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody who's walking with God. Kirsten, if you'll come help. If you're able tonight, stand with me all over this house. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know we don't live in a perfect world, but we do serve a perfect Savior. If you'll look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, you can walk with God. Amen. He that puts his hand to the plow and looks back ain't fit for the kingdom. What does that mean? Don't look back. Walk with God. Oh, Brother Fame. Brother David, he lived right across from the church over there when we was at Somerdale. He was talking with me about his testimony. He said, my old grandpa gave me the farm back home in Selma. My dad didn't want it. My uncle didn't want it. My grandpa came to me one day. They raised me, and he said, son, you want this farm? Your daddy don't want to be a farmer. Your uncle don't want to be a farmer. I don't want him to sell it. It was my dad's before it was mine. I'll give it to you if you want to farm it. He said, Grandpa, I'd love to farm. I just don't know how. He said, meet me out in the field tomorrow. I'll teach you how. He said, they went out, got up early the next morning, went to the barn. We put the yoke on the, on the two oxen, got out in the field. He said, he hit those reins. They went to walk, and he said, boy, one of the first things I want to tell you. He said, gee and haul, that makes them turn right or left. Whoa, makes them stop. He said, when you get them to going, they're going to plow this field up. He said, all you need to do is look straight ahead. Plow. When you come to the end of the road, you tell them which way you want them to turn, and they're going to turn right around. He said, you hit that rain, tell them to go. They're going to they plow right down the other way. He said, don't look back. Keep your eyes straight ahead. He said, Grandpa, come out there a few hours later. He said, boy, I told you not to look back. He said, how'd you know I looked back, Grandpa? He said, my rows are all crooked. <laughs> Anytime you look back, you turn them one way or the other with that rain. Jesus said, a man put his hand on the plow and looked back. He can't go straight. You got to walk with God. 
You got to walk in purity. You got to walk in honesty. You got to walk in holiness. You got to walk in the newness of life. You got to walk by faith. You got to walk in the spirit. There ain't no looking back. No looking to the right or the left. Jesus is about to come. I ain't interested in what this world's interested in. I need to know I'm going to end up in that city. He walked with God. How long did he walk with God? Till he wasn't. Till he drew his last breath. Till he was no more. That's how long you're going to live for, or walk with God. Be thou faithful unto death. And I will give unto thee a crown of life. That's God's message to you tonight. Who are you going to walk with? How long do you intend to walk with him? Amen. I want to walk with him till I'm not here anymore. Whether that's tonight in rapture or by death, I want to walk with God till I am no more. If that's your prayer, won't you meet me in the altar tonight? Whatever you need is, won't you ask him to help you and touch you tonight? If you're sick in body, won't you come on down here and we'll believe God with you for your healing. If you're lost, come on down here and ask the Lord to save you. He's plenty of mercy ready to forgive. He'll save you. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Lift those hands toward heaven. Believe God to fill you and to baptize you tonight. Thank you, Lord.